This is Treason Part 3, The Invasion. It's Hidden Agenda, everybody, brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And make sure you call Executive Properties, too, if you need some uh, snow removal done. You know, winter is not done yet. Hey, if any questions or comments for myself or David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, or, of course, Paul, the producer, uh, feel free to text or call, all right? Our number here is 701-213-0863. Again, uh, our number here at the studios of Grand Forks Best Source, 701-213-0863. Snuggled nicely in the middle of the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, let's do it. Our uh, daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, you know, for those who don't want Alexa or Siri listening to all your conversations, um, well, they're making a male version now. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this one. It doesn't listen to anything, so don't worry about it. All right. Um, I do want to mention this coming up. Uh, there is a fundraiser tomorrow, Sons for the Sons of the American Legion. Uh, it's at the Pizza Ranch from 4.30 to 8.30. Again, uh, thanks to the uh, Pizza Ranch, and uh, they're having a fundraiser for the Sons of the American Legion. And again, that is tomorrow from 4.30 uh, to 8.30, all right? Uh, here we go. I'm going to do my quick little monologue here like I do uh, every Tuesday on Hidden Agenda. Um, right off the bat, let's start with uh, President's Day yesterday. Uh, how about President's Day disapproval rating for Sleepy Joe? Uh, his disapproval rating yesterday on President's Day, 55.9% disapproval. Uh, approval rating of 39.4%. Um, the White House now, they're they're all butthurt uh, because it seems like all the news coverage is about how old Joe is, and he can't remember like yesterday, uh, you know. <laughs> so the the White House is they're, they're just freaking out about this. Um, very interesting survey. Uh, there was a survey of two hundred and twenty nine people, uh, and they were asked uh, who was the biggest threat to the United States freedoms. Uh, it's Joe Biden, uh, or the rulers of North Korea, or Russia, or China. Ninety one point seven percent, two hundred one out of two hundred twenty nine, said Joe Biden. How about that? Joe Biden, China was uh, a distant second. Uh, speaking of China, um, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, the southern borders now, tens of thousands of military-aged Chinese men are now coming across the borders down in the south part of the United States. Something we're going to have to watch for. Uh, also, new uh, news break from CDC just uh, quietly proposed. This is from Newsbreak now. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, just quietly proposed abandoning the isolation guidelines around COVID. I don't know if you guys heard that yet. Uh, yep, they um, just uh, they proposed abandoning the isolation guidelines around COVID. Uh, I know most people haven't heard that yet, but that is what they're doing. Um, and finally, I want to leave with this thought. Um, I think firearms dealers, they should be able to sell guns by mail without checking photo ID or verifying signatures. Well, why not? It's just like mail-in voting. Is there really any difference? You know, uh, David Waterman. How are you, David? Good morning. I'm uh, well. I, I'm personally, I'm fine. I'm a, a bit concerned about uh, 
about what's going on in the country. Obviously, that's why we're here, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. The, I, I love the thing about the the gun dealers. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not apply the same why not? Pers- yeah. the, the same the same standards for mm-hmm. buying gun that you do for voting? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I think because voting actually technically is a more powerful uh you you've got more power in the vote yes, than you, you do. do behind the barrel of a gun. You, you really do. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, because the the vote the the freedom to vote freely and privately uh, in other words, not without anybody knowing who you're voting for, allows you as a citizen to shape the direction and the leadership of this country, which is much more powerful than just being able to buy a gun. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you think about it. Really. Right, right. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Paul, the producer, how are you? Good. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, oh. Try that. There I am. There, there we are. There I am. So, <laughs> did you uh, did you see Sleepy Joe when he was do- doing his Valentine's Day photo op thing? No. <laughs> yeah, so... He's there with uh, Jill, and he there in front of the Doctor like, Jill. Yeah, Doctor. Oh, okay, she's and, a doctor. <laughs> and in front of this like big Valentine's Day thing, and then she like walks away, and Joe just he gets just lost. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just like like looking off into space, and then he looks back at the thing, and then he turns around, and Jill is like fifteen steps away, and he says, "Should we get a picture?" And she says, "We just did." Oh. And, and, you know, when when Paul, when you are explaining this, and I'm back here laughing my butt off about this, I'm not really laughing to the fact that Joe Biden is losing his mind and, and, and he's just not there anymore. I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the fact that uh, the rest of the world doesn't see it. The Democrats, they, the liberals, they don't see this. They act like there's nothing wrong. The White House, it's like, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Well, how can you leave it alone when the answer to a question is, you know? I think that they, I think they just think he's cute. Well, that could be, you know, and so <laughs> in, they his, like, in his own weird way. They like cute things. In his own hair sniffing way. Yeah. So the, fa- the fact that he, you know, they made fun of President Trump's hair. Mm-hmm. Sure they did. But they completely ignore the fact that he sniffs hair. Yeah. Pr- pr- primarily of. <laughs> You know, little girls. And, um, yeah, wh- why can't people see it? Um, there's a there's a very interesting um, uh, Tucker Carlson recently addressed the uh, um, an audience of the independent uh, social uh, no no educational. I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of the group. I watched this this address by Tucker Carlson, and he. In it, he describes, and it's, it's, it's a bit chilling, and it leads directly into what we're going to be talking about this morning. He talks about a time 20 years ago. He was on an on a international flight um, that landed in Dubai. Well, actually, it didn't. He said something. There was an explosion on the flight. Oh. And one of the wings kind of was hanging on there, flopping around. It's on fire. Okay. And the whole plane is going nuts, and everybody on the plane was screaming and uh, and was confident that they were going to die, including him. He said, I was very much convinced that I was going to die that day mm-hmm. because the wing is on fire. The plane is, the pilot's having a really hard time getting it under control. Uh, and they eventually, and they were, over, they were over the ocean at the okay. time, and he said they finally crash-landed the plane, in the sand, pitch black, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. nighttime. 
And he said the moment that the plane stopped, he jumped out of his seat to get off the plane because <laughs> it's on fire. I yeah. mean, you can see the fire through the window. He said a male flight attendant stood up in front of him and said, no, no, sit down. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. He said there was, he said everything was so unfine that there, there are no words to describe yeah, exactly yeah. how unfine they were. <laughs> and he said he ignored this guy, brushed right past him, you know, opened the door, the chute came out, and he slid down the chute. He said the, the pilots both went out the front window. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, they're getting out of there. Because everything's so fine. <laughs> because everything's so fine. But he said, I spent the last 20 years really struggling with trying to understand how this flight attendant could take that position and make that statement so boldly to everyone in the plane. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And his conclusion was that the human mind's ability to, uh, for denial, to deny the reality that's right in front of them, when it becomes so horrible, um, is... Uh, is massive mm-hmm. that when 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 the situation becomes so bad that a person can't handle it we've yeah. talked before on a you know a person's tolerance for horror people that have a low tfh a low tolerance for horror just can't handle it mm-hmm. so they just go Boop, nope, yep. everything's yep. fine everything's fine everything's fine i think that we're not only seeing that in America right now, but I think we're going to see a lot more of it as things get worse. Oh boy, yeah, I'm afraid you're right. So the question is, yeah, what what are we able and willing to handle in terms of just recognizing the reality that's in front of us? So I want to just start uh, yeah, really, really quickly, just because I saw a video, um, and it's you know, you know, flying the plane while it's on fire is kind of what we're dealing with right now and yes this video pointed out something i'd never even thought about but you know they have those uh camps for all the refugees and so mm-hmm. you know like one of the largest ones has i think like two million refugees in it what are they called like internment camps or something you mean or, in, yeah. in you mean in america yeah yeah so i mean is that what they're called i don't know well, if they still uh, yeah, call I don't that think or not that, no i don't but, i don't but it's where they it's where they, they, they like, i think they i think they call it a processing center yeah, because probably. they're just letting those guys go yep. in the u.s but yep. there, there's like two million people with tents and okay. stuff out there yep. correct yep. yeah well that's a that's a really good starting spot to uh if you wanted to have an army yeah i i don't i i do i haven't seen uh, here's what i this is my understanding and i want to talk about this uh, but that particular detail, I, I know this, that thousands of illegal aliens are not just flooding across our border every day. They're being released into the country every day. Yeah. Thousands oh, they're being day. put into motels but, and everything. But my, my point, though, is that, you know, if you look at this thing and, and it's, you know, this big camp and it's got two million refugees yeah. in there. At what point does somebody say, give the word, OK, now we're all rushing the gates yeah. were all, and you know, and then that's it's basically a mini army that they've figured out how to get in without necessarily making it look like it's an army to begin with. And and here's the thing, Paul, <laughs> you're going to think I'm nuts to say this. I think that if that was the situation, that would actually be good news compared to what's really happening at the southern border right now. 
compared to what's really happening, yeah. what what the the border patrol uh, is is actually doing, and the Department of Homeland Security under Alejandro Mayorkas, who is he has been, you know the they're they're taking action against him in Congress, yeah, right? They're yeah. trying to impeach the guy. The guy needs to be not only tried but but found guilty and, and thrown in prison. He well, the rest is, of the good old boys club. He is yeah. absolutely guilty of high crimes mm-hmm. and misdemeanors, sure. and, and that's really well defined in our nation's history as crimes by. Uh, well, what I was going to uh, say is, you know, if if you think about this. And you think about, um, what was it, uh, January 7th? Is that when the... The insurrection? The, the, the insur- no, uh, the, the... The attack from, uh, from Gaza? For, uh, yeah. When oh. we, yeah. Yeah. So you look at that attack. Well, they're coming in on paragliders and stuff like that. Well, if you have two million people and they're all collectively gathering in, say, Texas, then they all decide at one point on one day... They're all going to rush the gates, and they're going to hit up whatever major city they can, and they're going to try to kill as many Americans as they can on that day. It would be one of the biggest terror attacks oh, in American history. Yeah, it would. But I think that. But so. But the. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's dangerous, and that that certainly would be horrible. But you're talking about a whole bunch of people that don't really have arms because they don't, no, because they the don't. border patrol is, they don't, you, you can't bring guns. And in, out of those right? 2 million, probably over half are children. I would imagine You're children right. and, and women. Right. But, but, but here's the more dangerous thing. It's the people that got through who are living now, yeah. not in a camp, right? But they're in somebody's neighborhood. Infiltrating, they're in a city. Yep. They've infiltrated. Sure. And they, what I was going to bring the Epic times thing from a couple of months ago that says, uh, cities, are overwhelmed by the number of illegal aliens coming in. Even New York City, the New York mayor even said, "We can't handle this; it's destroying New York." But then he kind of, he kind of backed down on that, kind of softened his tone. I'm sure he got some well, memos. But, but the like, point is that that the the point is that what you're saying, Paul, is correct, except that it's much worse than that. I well, think it's much worse. I th- yeah, well, I'm just thinking of, in my head of a scenario of this. So let's say that this camp that has like two million people is. Within a like uh, a thirty mile radius of like Houston, yeah. Now they they break through all the border guards because they're just completely overwhelmed, and their children and everything running with yeah. them. And so, I mean, the the only thing that they could do to stop them is wait for local law enforcement in in Houston to be able to stop them because it's not like they could take a helicopter and start mowing them down. Because they broke through the gates and now right. they're raiding a city. Well, not only would they not do that, but because of who's in the White House right now, the helicopters would probably lift them, airlift them to the place where they want to attack and drop them off there, yeah. you know, just to make it a little easier on them. And then when they get into the city, they, you know, kill as many people as they can. They raid the gun stores. Now they're, they're arming themselves. And then after that, they scatter. And then they're all just living within Houston and nobody can find them. This entire camp of yes. 2 million people. Right. So your point, Paul, is is this is an army that we're allowing to come across our border, right? And they could do tremendous damage. Yeah. And I do think that not only is that the plan, but I think that that's happening. I just don't think it's going to happen in the scenario that you laid out with them leaving those camps. I think the way, because what's worse, if, if we find out that, you know, all the, let's say that all these, every single space in this mall is full, that there, there are our, our clients, stores, vendors, somebody, some business in every single place in the mall. And then we find out, someone goes outside, and we find out that there are a bunch of guys, uh, a group of, you know, 30 guys 
collected out in the parking lot, and they're going to come in and attack this mall, right? What's worse, to have these guys out there, and let's say that the most that they, that they have to attack is the rocks that they can pick up in the, you know, in the, by the bushes and shrubs and whatever. What would be worse, to have that happen, or to have at least one person, maybe two, in every single business in this mall, mm-hmm. who's already decided we're going to attack and destroy this mall. But they're inside already. They're working in the building. And maybe because they're here already, because they come and go as they please, they've already got their weapons. They've already got their guns. They've got whatever. Let's say in this yeah, case... I, I would ju- say in this, my scenario, though, that this would work in collaboration with that. So these people that are already inside, once they make the attack, then all these people that are at the camps, that's when they all go they're like okay it's this is the this is the day they're already starting to blow it up on the in the city now it's time to rush right so what you're talking about is a scenario that would involve a tremendous amount of both internal and external chaos Mm -hmm. which is how this all works so yeah that's a great that's a great point and that's a good introduction to what we want to talk about today this being uh you know i was going to ask if we could play the video of congressman mass but i think uh, that we played the end of the show last week. But I, I think that I, I, in the interest of time, we're just going to move on and not do that. Um, let me skip through some notes. I've got, a, I've got a, a quote from this actually, by the way, the Epic Times does marvelous reporting on this. Um, a quote from from man, I don't know his name, but he is uh, he's a former... Uh, Border Patrol, uh, U.S. Border Patrol chief, okay? So this is the guy that knows what's going on. Um, <clears throat> before I read his statement, I'm going to ask both of you to tell me, what do you think is the greatest threat to America right now? I mean, you've already talked, John, about Joe Biden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aside from Joe Biden, I think he's a tremendous threat because he's... It is. Because he's a puppet. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a doddering puppet who doesn't really even know what's going on sure. from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that makes him really dangerous because he does whatever his handlers tell him to do. And every once in a while he goes off script and says something that he's not supposed to say. And then he's got handlers to come in and, oh, yeah. no, 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 he, yeah. that's not what he said. No, that, like Ozzy that's not what he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> without the charm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is the greatest threat to America, to America as a country that is founded on the tenets of individual freedom. What would you say is the greatest threat to America? I, I would say, uh, if you're not going to let me say Biden, our government, our current government right now, where we went from being the the premier, the the biggest, baddest-ass country in the planet to being the laughing stock of the planet. And right now, it's like, uh, okay, pick a number. Who's going to try to invade us first? Because it, it, that's what's it's starting to happen now. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when, when I had North Korea, Russia... Uh, China, all of these, it's like, why are we even talking about this many countries and why are we worrying about being overrun by this many countries when three years ago, this was never even brought up four years ago. We didn't even talk about this. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say our current government, for okay. me, scares me. I'm more worried about that than anything. Okay, and I think that, yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, okay, sorry, Paul. I'm gonna let you go now. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have answered your answer, but but go ahead. What, um, what I do would, you see? Uh, 
going to war with China because they made some act like maybe they were trying to take over Taiwan or something, but not the fact that they're taking over Taiwan, the fact that they, if we got into a war with them and then they started to attack us and all these young liberal dipshits that would be calling for ceasefires or, you know, going out in the streets and throwing Molotovs through business windows and burning the cities down because they, because they want to support China because obviously they were the victim. Yeah. How about this? Marie Stewart says the public education system is most dangerous for America. Yeah. So, so it, 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 it's kind of a multi-level issue, isn't it? It's yeah. A multi, yeah. Mo- as the Chinese refer to it, it's unrestricted warfare. Mm-hmm. There's an unrestricted warfare campaign going on against America right now. It really ramped up its efforts after COVID or during COVID, right? And so I would say that. So what was COVID? You know, because that's that's why did I ever? What was the first reason that I ever walked through the doors of GS GFBS on what was it October sixth, twenty twenty? Why did I walk through those doors in the first place? I was invited to come on the show to talk about COVID. COVID, right. Yep. Yeah, because, because we were being lied to mm-hmm. systematically and systemically throughout the, all the news organizations, right? Not even Fox knew what was going on. People said, oh, Fox is great. I don't know why. No, no. Fox didn't know what was going on. They were pushing the same garbage that everybody else was. So I came on to talk about that. <clears throat> and what, happened, what has happened in this country since COVID? Have you noticed that there's been this massive surge in all kinds of social programs, government programs, uh, the stuff at the border, all of that happened after the COVID agenda was unleashed on the world, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that you go back before COVID, I mean, and President Trump was still in office mm-hmm. when COVID hit. Yep. He didn't have yep. much, he didn't have long to go after no. that, but... But that was, uh, that was, it started on his watch. When it's that, when it's as big as it is, it's hard for the mind to kind of grasp, wow, this is all part of a comprehensive effort. But clearly it is. So what was COVID? The way that I see it, what do you call on, when you have some big comedian or a big band who comes to perform and people pay big ticket prices to go and watch them, John, you tell me, because you've been in that business, what's the first thing that happens on stage before that band shows up? Uh, Generally. um, Well, they do a sound check. Okay. And then somebody comes up there and introduces them, basically. Right. Okay. What about a comedian? Some big name comedian who's. Somebody will come and open up for them. They they do what? They have an opener. An opener. So what's an opener? It would be your opening act. Um, Say, you know, you've got. Uh, the greatest rock band of the world, Kiss, you know, is the headliner. Yeah. That's who everybody came to see, but you warm them up with an opener. Yes. A band that is still very good. Yeah. Maybe not that level, but a Some lot of people and, will. coming. Sure. A lot of the people are there to see the opener. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you always try to warm up the audience and get them in a good mood before the headliner comes out. Exactly. You warm them up. So, in the case of the agenda that they're preparing to, 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 to unleash on America, which is not for our good. It's actually for our destruction. Yeah. I think that COVID-19, the masks, the shots, that was the opener, right? Mm-hmm. That was the warm-up. Or if you think about in terms of fighting someone, if, if you're a, 
opposed to someone, you're, you want to beat somebody down. If you can have someone else come and kind of soften them up first, right? Get them off their game, get them distracted, get them tired. Uh, someone else to come in and do some damage before you show up, the likelihood that you're going to actually manage to be successful is going to be much greater. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, so uh, responding to uh, Marie too, uh, so that's kind of what I was getting at as far as uh, it's an, the invisible war. And I use that example of China because, like I said, that you'll have all these young people that are in support of like communism and stuff. And then so China will get us in this, you know, war that will be obviously really dangerous. And then they'll be calling for, let's say, like a ceasefire. And then they're going to get somebody elected as president who is effectively going to surrender to China. And then pretty soon we're just going to get overrun. And it's going to be because all these the youth, the these, you know, people that are in the colleges right now and everything, they're going to think that what China is saying is the right way to go, the right path to go. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, I don't. And I think that China is certainly a threat. I think that they're a threat because uh, primarily because they are so weak right now. I mean, I'm just using like the example of these, you know, these ones are calling for, uh, you know, like the uh, gays for Palestine movement and you know these kind of people like they're they're so completely clueless as to what's going on that yeah yeah so that's so no that that's a really good point the so within the the so to marie's point our schools have been used as a tool to uh to infiltrate and indoctrinate uh the children uh in the public schools Mm -hmm. in america they've been doing it for oh yeah 50 years sure easily little by little it's a long game. I mean, they, yep. and China knows that, the communists know that, but I think that there are people above the communists who are actually manipulating and using them, right? Because when you think about the, who really runs the world, it's the bankers, right? It's the global sure it bankers, the, what we would call the globalists, the people that are behind Davos, the people that are behind the World Economic Forum. Yep. Oh, wow, World Economic Forum. Notice it didn't say the World Warfare Forum. Yeah. It didn't yeah. say the yeah. World Takeover Forum. It's the World Economic Forum because two economics they will manipulate and control uh, what happens in the world because a lot of people love money and money talks. So, okay, so we're, we, we got multiple tentacles now going out of this, this beast that we've kind of mentioned, but I want to try to bring it back to how is this all working? I think that COVID warmed up the, or softened up America because what happened in COVID People wore masks and got shots. Did the masks work? No. Was there any evidence that they worked? No. Was there any proof that they worked? No. Did we see any examples of, hey, all these people wearing masks, look how healthy they are. All these people aren't wearing masks, look how sick they are. We got all wear masks. No, we never saw that. In fact, we have plenty of evidence and had, even at the time, that masks not only don't work, but they're not healthy. They actually do, I I was going to say more harm than good. They don't do any good, though. No. They never did any good. They Mm -hmm. only did harm. And yet millions and millions and millions of Americans wore masks during COVID. They still are. And some of them still are. Yeah, I see them every day. Every day I go out. If I go out, there's someone. Oh, yeah. And you can see them. And boy, they're smarter than anybody else. Marie says COVID was just wealth redistribution for the top. And money can buy anything. I, I, uh, good to see you're back from your trip, Marie. I hope you had fun. There we go. Yeah, I wish it was just wealth redistribution, but it was much more than that. Yeah. 
the masks, the shots, the social distancing, the guidelines that you were just mentioned that who is it that said in your opening monologue that 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 is saying, oh, we're going to back away from that now? Um, the, the CDC. CDC. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there. And, you know, the six that's the six foot thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Somebody asked Fauci. That and isolating, you know, if you're sick, yeah, you know, right. yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. If you're sick, don't go out. It's just like any other sickness. Just like we've if you have a cold, if you have the flu, if you have anything, you stay years. home. Yep. Stay, stay home, home if you're sick. Stay home if you're sick. Please don't. If you get sick, don't put a mask on and, and go to work. Stay home. Yeah. You know why? The mask, it's not working. Right. Right. But the point is the six foot thing, the distancing thing. Someone asked Fauci a while ago, and he's, he's, they said, where did that come from? What study? He said, oh, yeah, I think we made that up. <laughs> he actually that admitted. Something? He said it. I, I think we just made that up. Yeah, you did just make it up. But here's what it did. This is the end result of all of those things from COVID. It softened up Americans to do what they're told, even when it doesn't make yeah. sense. Even when it's illogical. Even when it's nonsensical, it softened up Americans, a lot of them, millions of them, tens of millions of them, to say, hey, you know, we just got to do it. We just got to do it. We just got to do it so we can get through this thing. And once you've got a population softened up to the point that because the, uh, what do you call it, the opening act, that's mm-hmm. what COVID was, it was the opening act. You've got them softened up to the point that they'll do whatever they're told, whether it makes sense or not. That I know I don't believe my lying eyes. Now you have tremendous control over that population because then when the things that Paul that you were just talking about, the hordes of people coming in, vandalizing, looting, smashing, burning, raping, killing, when that starts happening, then the thing with that flight attendant that Tucker Carlson talked about begins to kick in. And people say to themselves, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine because they can't comprehend that it's actually gotten that bad. So this is bad stuff. And the frosting on the cake, I'll get to in a minute. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, I love the segues. You know what? A mask six feet away doesn't matter. You're not going to mask the unbelievable smells. And, uh, oh, boy, that come out of Over Heaven's Cakes here in the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, Cupcakes and cakes, doesn't matter. They make the best in town. Whether you've got a special occasion coming up, maybe you just have a sweet tooth, maybe you got the munchies, walk in. You're not going to leave because it smells so good. They're in the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from 10 to 4. Saturdays, 9 to noon. Hey, call them up, uh, 701-757-CAKE, or you can email them to overheavenscakes at Yahoo. Com. Hey, man, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Talk about some good stuff. You know, graduation isn't that far away. And you're thinking, yeah, it is. But no, it's not. Check them out. Oh, for heaven's cakes. Uh, this is Treason Part 3, The Invasion. Welcome to Hidden Agenda, everybody. Uh, Paul, the producer, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition and myself. Uh, Marie Stewart says, uh, you guys are so creative. <laughs> uh, she says, not one person I know was physically forced to follow mandates. Millions chose to follow mandates. Uh, the sacrifice that for money, you choose what you will sacrifice. Um, I was out of town yesterday, and uh, the town I was at actually happened to have a local grocery store monopoly in that town. And um, that was the only one one 
that I know they basically, I was talking to a guy, um, didn't have the mask on, and they kept going and going and going, and they finally said, we're going to call the cops on you if you don't put your mask on. Put a mask on right now. So he reached in his pocket, put a mask on quick, and they're like, what do you mean you had one? You know, and, and this whole bit, but... Um, that was the closest I have seen. I know you oh, were God. not let into a few places, but um, no, he's, he's I was just never... lucky he wasn't going the wrong way down the aisle. Oh gosh, oh no, boy, oh no, kidding! <laughs> I did yeah. that on intentionally just to see if I could get the aisle police. Oh yeah, I, I paid no attention to those errors at all. But 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 you know what? Some brilliant guy figured out that. Two things. One, COVID is radioactive. That's why the six-foot thing yeah. works, right? Because it's radioactive. And as long as you stay six feet away, it can't get you. But the other thing that they figured out is that the COVID, the COVID particles that escape, I was going to say something. The COVID particles that escape, when they go down an aisle in a store, they only go in one direction. And they only look in one direction. Yeah, yeah. So, they can't see you if you're going in the right direction, but if you're going the opposite direction, they can see you, and then they'll run and grab yeah, onto you I, and make you sick. Still one of my favorite videos is the guy that has he's going going through the, the grocery store aisle, and he's going to pay, and he keeps tapping his credit card against the plexiglass, <laughs> and then he gets to the end of the plexiglass where the thing is, and it, there's no plexiglass there, obviously, and he's just like... I'm good. I'm good here. <laughs> no, you know, here's what gets me when we talk about these arrows. Okay, say we're six feet away. You're six feet in front of me, and I'm following you. We go to the next one, same thing. So we're following each other. Wouldn't we be closer to each other than passing by if you were like me and intentionally going against the arrows? Don't you think it'd be better because you're only going to be by you for like a second as you go by each other? Well, yeah, but what you forget to remember, uh, John, is that during COVID. Anytime I exhaled, that breath that I exhaled, it didn't stay oh, in the right. air behind me. Yep. It followed me. That's right. It just yep. followed me within a six-foot bubble. Yep, yep. <laughs> and my air just stayed with me. Yep. No, it stayed, it stayed right. forward. It stayed in a forward path with Ahead you. Ahead of me, yes. Yeah, yes, it never went behind you. You can't outrun COVID. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wonder if some of these morons sit at night and while they're laying in bed and go, Man, was I a moron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Marie, yeah. I understand the logic of social distancing. I mean, as soon as someone starts hacking, trust me, I'm not getting closer, but government mandates to social distance is crazy talk. Uh, well, of course, and, and that kind of goes back to what we were just saying before the break. <laughs> if you're sick, stay home. Me, well, if I'm hacking and coughing, yeah, I'm going to, well, uh, you know, I don't oh, want to no, be near no, people. No, but. no, no, John. If I see you hacking and coughing uh, out in the store, I'm going to run right up and stand right next to you. Yeah. I'm going to pink elephant what, that what, stuff, right, man. Right, I mean, are you serious? <laughs> I, I mean, see, this is the thing. Common sense yeah. is non-existent sure. in, in COVID world. Yep. So um, who, who, who do you, listen, do you know why they have plastic shields above a, above a, when you go to a, 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 a deli or a restaurant where they've got a, a salad bar or something like that, and you can actually go and take your own food. You know, they've always got those mm -hmm. plastic or glass shields. You know what those things are called? Spit guards. No, they're called cough shields. Oh, oh sure. Right, so that yep. if, if, if a person's going through <clears throat> and they cough or they sneeze or whatever, yep. they're not going to sneeze all over everybody's food. They're not perfect because some people are shorter sure. and they... Sure, Okay, but that's the general idea, that if somebody's sick and they cough or whatever... So it's a nice thought. Even those things, here's the point, here's the thing. Most sicknesses, most sickness isn't spread through the gastrointestinal tract. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, we might like to think that it is. Sure. Oh, if you don't eat it, you won't get sick. Most of it's spread through the, through yep. the nose. In yep. fact, 
uh, big study done by a doctor years ago on the common cold found that the only way that the cold is transmitted, because it's a rhinovirus, rhino meaning nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it means. Yep. It's transmitted through the nose. So uh, his research found that t- he had couples kiss. One of them was sick with a cold. One of them was well. He'd have them kiss for 30 seconds mm-hmm. uh, on the lips. Uh, all kinds of you know fluid exchange going on there, and the other person never got sick. Yeah, they did the, the same thing with COVID. No, the only thing that they that 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 got the person sick was when they touched their nose. Now, COVID can go through the nose or it can go through the air, right? When it's mm. aerosolized by somebody. If you've got COVID, you've got COVID in your lungs. It's a, it deep in the lungs. Every time you exhale, you're going to be exhaling COVID variants, yep. right? They're coming out when you exhale. Mm-hmm. That's how the virus spreads. But it's not because somebody coughed or, or sneezed on your food and you ate it. Because you know what happens when you swallow a COVID virus? Your stomach acid destroys it. Oh, that, sure. That's why, that's why I called the spit guard, not a cough guard. Because, yeah. because if, like, you just, you know, you guys uh, said, you know, gesundheit or whatever earlier, because I sneeze. And what, what's the natural thing you do when you sneeze? You cover it up. Yeah, you cover yeah, it up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not like people are going through the buffet line and they're just like. I've never seen that ever in my life, ever, oh. even with the guards up there. So the guards are there. And I mean, it's I, I don't want to be. Look, you know what? I don't I'm an American. Yeah. So we're a little squeamish. I don't want to be eating somebody it's, else's spit. No, as if you accidentally like one slips and you, you know, you hawk a loogie. Yeah. It doesn't end up in the, the <laughs> full tray of salad. Yeah, it, it it hits the thing and they can wipe it off and you know, oh, ruin man. everything. It's, but, never going to a salad start. bar again. I so, don't. I don't ever go to them. They're, they're disgusting. Oh, see, I like them. So they, <laughs> no, you're protect, You're safe. What's you're that safe. special sauce? Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. You want to know? I mean, I shouldn't say this. I'll just say it. You want to know how most of somebody else's saliva gets in your food? It's when the when the, the I was going to say the stewardess when the uh, the 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 waiter or waitress or no we don't call them that anymore because that's sexist right because oh, yeah. now you're, you're, you're identifying with your server yep. right uh, comes and stands there talking to you about what you want from the dessert menu or whatever yep. and she she or he is standing above you and you, guess what when we talk we spit yeah it's just the way it is sure. if you any one of us if you were to take one of these lights put it right here and then talk and you were to watch from the other side yep. you'd see all kinds of little things. My but grandfather, you, really quickly. So all these people that were wearing masks, yeah. If they sneezed, did they just sneeze <laughs> in the, the mask? mask? They, yeah, did. they yes. did. They were just yes. like, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, Yes, that's what happened. And then they're that's right. Yeah, yeah. Put it back on. Or? Turn it inside out. And put <laughs> yeah. it back on. Hey, look, we're we're having too much fun here because talking about the insanity yeah. of all this. Except this, the scary thing is that people actually believed it. Right. I mean, like they believed it. Why do I hide behind my microphone like this? It's because you spit so much when you're talking to me, David. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. But look, so so John, you know that's a great point. You were in radio for for decades, mm-hmm. right? I was in radio for a couple of years. Why is it that these that these windscreens, the the foam windscreen on the mic, gets so gross after a period of time? Well, because of people like me that are basically <laughs> touching it all the time. We actually had a guest come in here not long ago that brought their own. 
<laughs> yeah, I believe windsock, it. yeah. Yeah, and, but you know what? You don't have to touch it. You just have to nope, speak into nope, it long yeah. enough. And those little tiny spit particles yep. will they'll land in there yep. over and over and over and, and over and, again. And we do we do take the, the socks off and we do disinfect. You, you do know? here. Yeah. But what I mean, I worked in radio oh, yeah. long enough to know. I look at that thing because it was originally oh, yellow. Boy, so, yeah. Like it's all yellow, except the part where people talking to it. There was brown. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and believe me, I never touched yeah, it. Yeah, I, I used to work with people in radio that couldn't hit the bathroom they couldn't hit the urinal so yeah you can imagine what our mic socks looked like yes. as you straddled to go to the bathroom oh my goodness oh i've seen the inside of masks oh gosh yeah. yeah yeah they're nasty yeah let's get back to what's the greatest threat to america because it's not covid and it's not masks and it is the government yes you're right it is the government john because <clears throat> let's just back up let's start from 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 square one Let's say that there's a country that has uh, the strongest economy ever known to man. They've got the strongest um, <clears throat> social structure ever known to man. They've got people who, who recognize, even if they don't believe the Bible per se, even if they're not true Christians, they have a Judeo-Christian ethic, Judeo-Christian values. In other words, the values that are laid out in the, based on the law of Moses in the Old Testament, that's the Judeo part. And then they have the Christian values that are also laid out in the New Testament. New Testament is really nothing more than, uh, I don't want to say an extension. Um, Jesus fulfilled every single law, every single law in the Mosaic law. You know, he, he fulfilled all of them. Mm -hmm. oh, there, there wasn't one law that he broke. When he was on earth, because, uh, because that would be sin, and he was sinless. So he fulfilled, and the scripture says this about him, he fulfilled the law and the prophets. So the New Testament isn't about um, saying that, you know, correcting problems with the Old Testament. That's not what it was. It's a whole new covenant that God made with the people who trust in mm -hmm. Jesus as their Savior. The point is, this book which is God's word to us, tells you what you need to do, not just to get to heaven, but to live a good life here sure. on earth. Even if you don't go to heaven, if you obey the rules of, the, of, of, of his law, uh, you're going to have a much better life. You're going to love your neighbor as yourself. You're going to be kind and compassionate to others. You're going to seek justice. When you see somebody harming someone else, you're going to want justice for them. Sure. You're not going to say, wow, he's good. They deserved it. He, yeah, it's good. They deserved it. Or uh, he's a bad guy. Uh, or yep. he's a bigger guy than that guy. And the guy that he's picking on is really rich. Maybe I can get in on some of the loot if I join the guy that's beating up the little guy. You see, we, we don't think that way. We want justice. And we want what's right. That's the way that our culture was established mm -hmm. over 200 years ago. That's, uh, you know, I, I saw these five guys beating up a guy one time because he drove an electric car. Cops asked me, why didn't you help? I said, I didn't think they needed any. <laughs> I just had to do that. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> that was a joke, folks. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I just had to. I've been waiting on that one for a long time. All right, and sorry. And so, so, look, here's how pervasive the Judeo-Christian morals and principles in our culture are. I, and I may have said this before, but when I was, when I was a UND student, <clears throat> I was... Uh, I was in the, they've had a karate club, the UMD karate club. Uh, and I was in the, I'd been in the club, I was in the club for four years. One of the other guys in the club, his name was Dave, I'm going to say his last name. 
he declared himself to be an atheist. And I used to have the big debate. I wasn't even a Christian at the time, but I would debate him mm-hmm. about the existence mm-hmm. of God. And I, and, and I said, but if there's no God, then there's no such thing as right and wrong. He said, that's right. I said, no, wait, you're saying there's no such thing as right and wrong? He said, that's right. It's just things we just make up and we just agree to follow. And I said, that's, oh, that's you're, Dave, you're nuts. That's not true. You're College saying that, kids saying something like that. Yeah. I said, you're saying that if, and by the way, that is a direct result of Marxism being taught in, sure. our, in our public schools and our universities, mm-hmm. which it was then and is much more so today. I said, you're saying that if somebody takes a machine gun and goes into a playground with a bunch of grade school kids and mows them all down, that's not evil. He said, that's right. I said, no. Th- th- okay, you're, you're whacked. Okay. Later, he was giving me a ride home. I don't know why I hadn't. I probably took the bus to school that day or whatever. He's giving me a ride home in his pickup. As we're driving through campus, we see in between two fraternity houses, three guys beating up one guy. This guy's on the ground. These guys are pounding on him. He immediately swerved his truck, drove down the street, stopped. We both jumped out and ran toward these guys. And they saw us coming and they, they, they all took off. Mm-hmm. The guy that, that's left, his jacket's torn, he's bloody. And Dave was the first one to go to that guy and say, hey, buddy, are you okay? Are you all right? And the guy didn't want to say anything, so he kind of pulled away and went off in his own direction. The fact that he did that, to me, is absolute proof. He didn't believe any of that right, nonsense right, he was saying, right. right? Because he still grew up in a Judeo-Christian culture mm-hmm. that says... For three guys to beat up one guy is wrong. So this is the country. I'm going to go back to my illustration. You've got this this country that is stronger economically, stronger morally and socially, and, and becomes stronger militarily than any country in the world, and you want to defeat that country. How do you do it? You've got a couple of options. Number one, you can try to amass an army of your own, that you think is going to be bigger and stronger than that army, and you're going to go against them with your own atheistic army and see if you can defeat them. Or, and, and that for sure is going to, you're going to in, in, incur a lot of casualties mm-hmm. if you do that. But what if you take a longer approach and you say, what if we just send our guys in there <clears throat> and start trying to undermine and undercut their values? What if we can get them to not care about their neighbor anymore? What if we can get them to not care about morality anymore? What if we can get them to stop thinking that someday they're going to be judged by a holy God and instead thinking that they're God and they can do whatever they want whenever they want? What if we can get them to focus on pleasure more than on perseverance for doing what's Mm -hmm. right? What if we can do that? In fact... What if we can get them to start thinking that just because they exist, just because they can fog up a mirror with their breath in the morning, that they deserve to have life handed to them and everything they want out of life on a silver platter? Yeah. What if we can get them and enough people in that country to start thinking that way, and then we go in and try to take over? I think that's a much sure it is smarter approach. Yeah, yeah. And, and it turns out, John, that that's exactly what the communists began doing in our country 60 years ago, yeah. 70 years ago. Yeah. And guess what? So far, it's worked like a charm. Mm. 
they are there, I would say, 70, between 70 to 80% accomplished in their goal towards destroying America. So now we have, and, and how are you going to do that? Well, get their people into the government that, that, that's responsible for enforcing the Judeo-Christian laws that are on the books, that are responsible for teaching the Judeo-Christian ethics in the schools, that are, that are responsible for creating media, entertainment, that aligns with our Judeo-Christian values. Right? If we can infiltrate those institutions and begin to change the message. You know, there was a time that if a film had someone taking the Lord's name in vain, it didn't make it to the theaters. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was not rated. Mm-hmm. The ratings board, the Motion Picture Association of America, would not rate that film. No, you've got to take that out. Yep. Well, Today... It happens all the time, yeah. and nobody even thinks about it. And it's going to get even worse because, uh, you know, now with uh, AI, they can make videos and everything look completely real, even though it's completely made up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could make it look like, you know, somebody was assassinated or something, and that person could be sitting in their home watching it themselves like... With, Wait. War of the Worlds fast forwarded fifty some years, yeah. you know. And the thing that's on that, steroids. Yeah. The thing yep. that's funny to me is that all everybody's like, "Oh, you know, AI just came out this year." No. Um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, uh, no. How no. long have you had an Alexa? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that because that's what it that's what they are like the sure. Google Homes and the Alexas and your series. Yep. That is AI. You you ask it something and it gives you an answer. You, you know, I, I, this is kind of related and kind of not, but kind of what you were talking to. Um, I'm not, um, I don't intentionally try to stir the pot too often. Um, I'm not an overly aggressive dink, you know, if you would. Um, but I have, and I, and I took my hat off the wall, Trump 2024. Um, it's in my truck now. And and now if if... You saw me wearing a Joe Biden hat and you were just walking down here. Would you say anything to me? Would you go out of your way to say anything to me? No. Okay. I, I might in, pray I, for you. I, 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 okay, fine. <laughs> I intentionally wear this hat now at certain places because I'm intentionally trying to egg some people on. Yeah. Am I wrong for doing that? Because I don't think I'll let them say three words and I'll just punch them. <laughs> well, <laughs> Am I be, wrong for doing that? You'd be wrong for punching them, well, yeah. but, but, but I don't think that you're wrong. Excuse me, I don't think that you're wrong for wearing it because, because I think that it, it does two things. I've got a hat that my son gave me. It came right out of Trump's official store. Yeah, that's where mine come from too, yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, it says um, keep America great. Mm-hmm. He bought it while Trump was president, except that America's not great right now. Right. So I don't want to wear it because, in fact, I did start wearing it because I thought people are going to know that I'm supporting Trump. And a, a liberal leftist uh, actually uh, confronted me mm-hmm. at my mother-in-law's apartment, and she said, "Oh, oh, you must be a Joe Biden fan because you think they because he's in office right now, and you think he's oh, made boy. America great." Oh yeah. boy! Obviously, she was being sarcastic, and or maybe it's not obvious. She was being sarcastic, and so I I interacted with her, and I I felt badly afterwards because I became pretty. She's an older woman, and but just clueless, and sort of just you know attacking Trump. Personally, and I became more aggressive with her than I should have. Um, <clears throat> I didn't touch her. No. <laughs> but I was more aggressive verbally than I wished I had been. And so later I, I thought, yeah, I probably didn't well, win any points there. 
But no, I, I, I think that it's good. Let me just say that because of two reasons. One, because it shows that you're not afraid to show your support for yep. President Trump. <clears throat> There's been this narrative that says, oh yeah, if you're a Trump fan, you're an idiot. You're a, you're a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal who doesn't know what's going on and you're, you're the enemy, you're the problem with America. That narrative has been being pushed yeah. for, for, for three years. Yeah. And so you're saying, no, I'm not going to fall for that. Yeah. And number two, I think that it strengthens other people who are thinking, you know, I think I should vote for Trump, but I don't know. If they see you wearing, they oh, I guess there maybe there are other people that are voting for Trump, not just me. Yeah. So I think it is important yeah. to do that. So I was just going <clears> to <throat> use an example that that shows just how I, I I don't know what the word would be. I don't know if you'd say evil or just confrontational that the left is. But I'm going to use this example. So I was at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for a uh, Packer Vikings game, and I didn't. I don't really care about football. My wife's a Packer fan. So she had a, a, a Packer jersey that she wanted me to wear with her. And so I wore it. And I'm in the bathroom, and a guy wearing a Vikings jersey comes in, and he's like, and he just starts saying, you know, look at you wear that shit, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, just, you know, just being rude. Yeah. And, I'm sit- and I look over, and I'm like, at what point do you just go up to a random stranger no kidding. and start insulting them? Right. You have no idea who I am yeah. and what I can do a to one you. One little tongue-in-cheek joke is fine, just a little. <laughs> and, but it, wasn't even, a, it no. wasn't even a tongue-in-cheek no. joke. No. But, right. And I can use the exact same example, like if you're wearing a Trump hat. If I saw somebody yeah. wearing a Biden hat, I'd just yeah. be like, okay, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, and I'd an go idiot. about my day. Yeah. Right. But these people that on the other side, they see you wearing a Trump hat, and they have to go up yeah. and they have to say yeah, something to I, you. Um, the first day I put my hat on last week, I walked out here and I I know an older uh, man and his sister that walk in the mall, and I've known them for a long time. And I walked up to him, and he goes, hey, I love your hat, except for the words on it. And I just, okay. So what I will normally do is say, okay, name one thing that's better since he took over. And then when they start going, I just go, okay, fine. Uh, when you figure something out, then you can come back and, and let me know. But, um, yeah, so you should have looked at him and said, I like your face, but just not the brain that's in it. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, right. And, and I did want to add this when we were talking earlier in the show. I did a little digging about um, uh, the, um, what do they call them, the immigration centers or whatever. Uh, the biggest one is in South Texas. It's the South Texas Fam Residential Center in Dilly, Texas. Right now they're getting almost 1,900 immigrants a day. But they will not show a total number of how many they have. Right. So let's let's yeah, thank you, John, for bringing us full circle back to that point. I looked this up before I came on the show today. In fact, I printed it out. What does invasion mean? Here's what it means: an instance of invading a country or region with an armed force. Okay. Well, so. So a leftist would say, well, there are those people coming across the border. They're not armed. They're trying to get away from the drug cartels. They're trying to get away from a terrible way of life, and they just think America is the only chance they have. Yeah, you know what? That's absolutely true of some of those people. Some of those people who are coming across the border, that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to escape a hideous place to come to a place that they think is going to be better. Sure, That's really true. But to, to, to imagine... That that's everybody who's coming across, even to imagine that that's most of who's coming across, is incredibly naive. Yeah, that's incredibly naive. It's incredibly naive to think that the the men who are bringing these young girls across are their fathers, or their tia, 
or their uncle. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. It's it's a bad guy. It's a sex trafficker who's going to make money, bring them across, and then selling them once they get here. That's what's happening. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz talked about what he saw because he went down to the southern border and he actually talked to the people coming mm-hmm. across. And he talks about how there was a man with his arm around this 13-year-old girl. And 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 she, he said it wasn't like he was protecting her. It was like he was holding her and keeping her from getting away from him. Yeah. He said, this 13-year-old girl, then he said, where are you going? And she said, I'm going to my uncle to see my uncle in America. He said, it was gut-wrenching to him. It turned his stomach because he said, I've got a 13-year-old daughter. And it was really obvious by the fear on her face. She's not there to see your uncle. She's there to be raped and to be sex trafficked Mm -hmm. to whatever perverts they have waiting for her. That is happening every single day at the southern border. Every single day, children are being brought across for the sex trade. But that's one problem. That's one moral problem. And it's hideous. And it it, it should stop. And and Alejandro Mayorkas, he's he's the one that's making it possible for them. Because he's the one that's opened up the border. He's supposed to be, right, the head of Department of Homeland Security. His job is to keep those people out. Instead, he's bringing them in. And he's making sex trafficking possible. But for the others, the majority of the people that are coming across the border illegally, they're military age males mm-hmm. coming alone. Yep. Or with other males their age, yep. right? Yep. Teens and 20s. Invasion. Definition. An instance of invading a country, invading a country or region with an armed force. Here's the second definition. An incursion by a large number of people or things into a place or sphere of activity. Also, an unwelcome intrusion into another's domain. I think that what's happening at the southern border, by by this definition, which I found on my Apple Apple dictionary, is absolutely accurate. It's an unwelcome intrusion into another's domain. You mentioned invasion earlier. Here's what invade means. Enter a country or region so as to subjugate or occupy it. Enter a place or situation or sphere of activity in large numbers, especially with intrusive effect. Of a person or to encroach or intrude upon. That's what it means to invade. That's happening at our southern border. And for anybody who thinks that these are just people trying to escape and uh, find a better life and find a better life, you better wake up, folks, because this is a true invasion. If they were marching across with with rifles and bayonets, it'd be pretty obvious. But the enemy is much smarter than that. Right, right. So they send them across without that stuff because they can get that stuff once they're here. How is it that the drug cartels and the gangs manage to find firearms in America. How is it they all managed to get themselves yeah. armed? It's not hard. Mm-mm. Okay, nope. It doesn't matter how many gun money. laws, how many more gun laws did you want money. to put in place. So there was a, there was a chief, uh, Border Patrol chief, who made this statement. Um, I think Epic Times did a whole story on him. This is a quote from him. I, I, I transcribed the whole thing. He says, and their plan will be success. He says, there's a plan. 
and this plan is being acted upon, and the plan will be successful in their eyes. He's talking, he's referring to the Biden administration and its cronies. It's cronies in the FBI, DHS, CIA, the bad guys, not the good ones, not the patriots, because there are definitely patriots in all those organizations. Here's what he said, and their plan will be successful in their eyes because the one thing I never, ever heard come out of anybody in the Biden administration's mouth when I was chief of the Border Patrol or since is anything about protecting America. Every statement they make, every single statement they make, it's about making it faster, safer, streamlined processes for people to get into the U.S. He's referring to the southern border. I want to remind everyone that 9-11 was carried out by 19 individuals that lied about their intent of coming to the country, exploited points of entry. I was ex- and I was extremely worried about the increasing terrorism risk because we had already identified 12 individuals on the national terrorist watch list coming, coming across in between the points of entry. The most we had caught before that in a single year was six. The most we had caught before that in a single year was six. He said under Biden, they now caught 12. But listen to this. The United States, so that's double whatever happened under mm-hmm. the worst times of the Trump administration. The United States Border Patrol, this is a quote, the United States Border Patrol under the Biden administration has documented over 1.8 million known gotaways. Yeah. That means they knew people were crossing illegally. That means they knew people were crossing illegally. But what they are carrying, who they are, we have no idea. If 19 terrorists took control of two airplanes and flew those planes into the World Trade Center, what's the potential for 1.8 million known gotaways? They have no idea. All we know is that the people that are on the terrorist watch watch list have already been Many of them have already been caught, and and it's, it's, it's way beyond 12 now. But we don't know how many got away. So the potential invasion, the potential damage that they can do. Hey, just really quickly. Hey, Alexa, what's the population of Minneapolis? Four hundred thirty thousand people. And that's Minneapolis. That's just Minneapolis. Yep. 430,000. So that's like Minneapolis times five. That's a big city. No, by times six. Yeah. yeah. Imagine splitting up Minneapolis across the nation and they're all terrorists or they're going to work in, in hand in hand with the terrorists just to make things easier for them, to give them access, to let them in, to open the doors, to give them the keys. So they, they don't have to be terrorists themselves. They just have to aid and abet the terrorists. By the way, that's illegal aiding and abetting a yep. criminal activity. Yep. So, folks, it's happening right now. The invasion of our country is happening right now as we sit here and speak. The enemies of our country, the people that want to destroy our way of life, are here and they're making plans. The head of the FBI just addressed, uh, I don't know how many, 280 sheriffs across the country, warning them, saying, You've got to watch out because 
it's going to happen. It's not a matter of when. Uh, excuse me. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. He said, these, these people are, are, are coming here right now. Sheriff in a little town in Ohio said, I'm putting AR-15s in every single patrol car. We're all going to have AR-15s yeah. in our patrol cars. And he said, we're training 10 of our people on hazmat uh, response. How, they're going to have the suits. They're going to, wow, hazmats in your little town in Ohio? Yep. Why not? Because they don't know what's going to happen. Sure. But he knows enough. And here's what he said. He said, look, if you, wanna, if you don't want to learn how to shoot a gun, fine. Yeah. Go, go hide in your basement. Yep. Uh, build a safe room in your house. He said, yeah, good luck with that. Right. I, I wish you well. <laughs> Folks, this is real. So we're at the end of the show. What's the answer? What's, our, what's the solution? We'll talk about that next week, but one of the solutions is what we're doing right here, right now. I really think, John, that the answer is not to have someone like Tucker Carlson or the top guy at Fox or somebody like that you sound the, the warning mm-hmm. for everyone in the country because the, if a guy starts doing that, it's easy to take those guys out, sure, sure. deplatform them, whatever. What's a whole lot harder is when you've got hundreds or thousands of individual podcasters or groups like GFBS across the country who are getting the word out because it's a lot harder to stop a whole bunch of smaller entities throughout the country, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's almost impossible to stop. How do you do that? Well, they're doing the best they can to deplatform, to censor, put you in Facebook jail, whatever. But that's what we need to do. And then the people that listen to GFBS, here's what they, here's what you all need to do, folks. Tell your friends, what you heard on the show, do your own research, find out, you know, go to not just GFBS, but Epic Times yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, other, there's, you know, I think, um, what is it, uh, Newsmax? Yeah. Uh, Google. There, there are other, <laughs> no, well, Google will lead you down yeah. usually the wrong path, but I mean, unless you're just looking for current events. But educate yourself about what's going on, and then you start asking yourself, wow, what can, this is real. It's happening here. It's going to destroy our country. I'm not talking it's going to destroy us in 50 or 60 years, John. I'm talking it's going to destroy our country in, could be 50 or 60 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be six months from now. It could be that the election in 2024 is called off because there was a massive terror attack and Joe Biden invokes the, oh, we've got to have martial law shut down the elections until our country is safe again. We kind of got used to that with COVID. Oh, can't vote in person. Got to vote by mail. It's, it's here. It's not coming. It's here. And as citizens, we need to, A, first be aware of it, and then, B, take action. And there are things we can absolutely do to stop it. And we'll talk about that next time. All right. Well, thank you very much, David Waterman. Thank, thank you, you very John. much, Paul, the producer. There you go. Treason, part three, the invasion. Hidden Agenda Today, brought to you by Churchill Shoes. 
Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Hey, don't forget to the big... Big sales event that's going on all February long uh, at Churchill Shoes right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Hey, don't forget, too, uh, that fundraiser for the Sons of the American Legion is at Pizza Ranch tomorrow from 4.30 to 8.30 if you want to go help those guys out. Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, we're getting ready to wrap things up here today, but tomorrow we have got a busy day. Uh, I'll be in at 9. we got the update. We've got Berkshire. We've got, uh, oh, uh, Chance Keep's going to be coming in talking about a fundraising event coming up in St. Hilaire this weekend and a brand new show. Uh, debuting tomorrow called Drones, Code, and People. Tommy Kenville from iSide Drone Services, Johnny Ryan from The Hive going to be doing this show with us. This should be fun. Like I said, man, it's going to be a busy, busy day tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, all right? Uh, Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. We all know the Grand Cities is grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.